Welcome to part two of the Ginger Bets Be Good Golf Betting Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to be giving you five players, yep, five players, all at the top of the betting market, who I believe have no chance of lifting the claret jug come Sunday evening. These aren't players that are 50, 60, 70, and 100 to 1 in the betting that the market already tells us have little chance of lifting the claret jug. These are players at the top of the leaderboard, sorry, should I say the top of the um, the marketplace that have high expectations to lift the claret jug come Sunday. And in this episode, I'm going to get into the detail and give you some snippets as to why I believe they cannot win the Open Championship and why they will not be crowned Championship Golfer of 2019. So without holding you any longer, this is going to be a shorter episode than usual. Hopefully cover it off in 10 minutes, spending a couple of minutes on each player. I'm now going to bring you my first pick of players to avoid when you're considering your Open Championship selections at Royal Port Rush. The first player is going to come as a surprise to many out there, but I feel that there are good reasons as to why. He is already an Open Championship winner. He's already a four-time major winner. Uh, He has two green jackets to his name and he's arguably going to go down as one of the all-time greats of the game in years to come. But the first player that I think has got no chance and his odds do not reflect his chances of winning this week is Jordan Spieth. And let me tell you a little as to why I think Jordan Spieth has zero chance of lifting the claret jug. Cue egg on my face. So, Jordan Spieth, and by the way, I must go on record as saying, I think he will go on to win seven, eight, nine major championships. Um, I think he will go down as one of the greatest players to ever have played the game. And I am a massive fan of him. But I'm going to tell you now as to why I think he has zero chance of winning this week. Just looking statistically at his game in 2019, he's losing strokes on average to the field. Um, And this isn't true strokes gain data. This is just uh, against par. So regulation strokes gain data against par. He's losing um, strokes on approach to the green. He's losing strokes off the tee and he's losing strokes overall tee to green. The only area of his game that seems to be on song is his short game, which, you know, he's around the green, he's scrambling, and he's putting, which have historically always been real strengths of Jordan's game. But for him to win tournaments, his iron play has to be on song. His driving's never really been a huge asset. He is deceptively long, may I add. But his driving's never been a huge asset. But this year, his game is just not there. But more importantly, and the reason why he won't be a selection this week, at the start of 2019, and looking back to the Farmers uh, Open at the start of the year, Jordan Spieth was playing golf the same level, statistically, as a player ranked 150-200th on tour. He's at the lowest point in his whole career in terms of average stroke gain data. Um, So going back to 2017, after the Masters and um, the PGA Tour uh, Championship in 2017, Jordan Spieth, on average, 
was gaining three strokes per per round. So over the course of a tournament, he was gaining 12 strokes on the field on average. And his gain was at that it was that consistent for around five or six weeks. He's also reached these levels at other times in his career early on in 2015 when he won the green jacket. But since late 2000, mid 2017, Jordan Spieth's decline, he's fallen off a cliff statistically in terms of the levels his game's at. He's net, at one point earlier in this season, he was back to gaining zero strokes on the field in terms of his average performance on the PGA Tour. So for those reasons, I just don't feel that he's in the right frame of, um, you know, his, his games at the right comfort levels to be taking down uh, a major championship on the sternest of tests on the coast where the wind's going to be up and technique and skill's going to be at a premium. I just don't feel that his game's there. So the first player that I'm going to advise you all to leave alone this week, and he'll be popular with many because he is an open champion and four-time major champion, will be Jordan Spieth. The second player is a, another fan favourite, especially over here and um, in the United States of America. And the second player that I'm going to be leaving alone is Tommy Fleetwood. And that might come as a shock to many because he has shown some slight improvements in form. Uh, thought of the British Masters, he played pretty well, um, especially with him hosting the event, which would have been a huge ask of him to go on and win with all the energy that's taken up you know, in running and organising things and in media commitments that he has that week. But he's not won a golf tournament for near on two years, for about 20 months now. Um, yet he's, he's 28 to 1, 33 to 1 in all the tournaments he enters, even the major tournaments. Um, he's still not got a win uh, in the United States of America, having plied his trade there you know, predominantly for the last 12 months. Now back on British soil, um, he's, he's just, his game's just not quite at the levels in terms of, um, it is in terms of consistency, because if you look statistically at his game, he's still averaging around two strokes per, per round gain, and uh, strokes gained total against the field. But it's his killer instinct and it's those rounds of 62, 63, 64 that he's had in his locker on really tough golf courses uh, previously. I feel that they've eluded him a bit more recently. Um, and I think that the distractions off the course and last year with the Ryder Cup uh, at the back end of what would have been a very long season for him, I think it's all taken its toll. Um, the extra media, the extra attention, the extra expectations that he now has in himself because of the coverage that he's got and the praise that he's so rightly got. I just don't feel that his game is, uh, is in tip-top shape, so he will be the second player that I advise to leave alone at the top of the leaderboard, whether that be in DraftKings or outright bets, and he'll be somebody like Jordan Spieth that I'll be looking to be against in three balls and perhaps in some of the side markets this week. The third player that I'm going to be uh, avoiding this week, um, he will be popular both sides of the pond he's a lovable guy um great with the media great with the fans and great for the game of golf but if you're a betting fanatic then he is definitely not one to be on side and the third player that i'm going to advise leaving alone is ricky fowler so why ricky fowler i just feel that he's completely overrated 
Um, he just does. Ha he has no killer instinct. Um, I think he's had so many chances to take down major championships and golf tournaments in general. I think he's got so many top tens uh, comparable to those transferring into to wins. It's like um, in you know sport that I was familiar with and played a lot of was cricket. Um, you know, there's lots of good players that would get 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 runs, um, look really good, look really pretty doing it, uh, but they never did a few things that were crucial. They never influenced the overall game, and they never went on to make big, big hundreds, um, and, you know, ingrain, ingrain in themselves the ability to do it, and also go on and just dominate uh, games and turn them on the head and go on to victory and create victory for their side. Ricky Fowler, I sense that when he has opportunities, he's done it once or twice, don't get me wrong, he birded four of, of four or five of the last five holes in one of the tournaments to win. But let me tell you, at that point, he knows exactly what he has to do, and he's just swinging freely, and it's only probably the last two holes that it's even entered his head that he's got a chance of winning the golf tournament, much like Charles Swartzel did all those years back at the Masters. So I just think he lacks killer instinct, and his game... In early 2015 and in late 2017, his game was so unsung. He was gaining nearly three strokes per round, uh, strokes gained total against the field. Since then, his games, he's back down to sort of a top 50 uh, player on the PGA Tour where he's gaining one stroke on average. So that's two strokes differential from where, when his game was at peak. He didn't win major tournaments when his game was at his peak. He went really close. He had that season where he finished in the top five, I think, of all four majors, which was an incredible performance. Um, he was talked about and talked about and talked about, and much like Tommy Fleetwood, he got overhyped, 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 and he's still not delivered. Um, for me, he's way too short in the betting. He's not in good enough form, as we saw last week at the links. You've got Justin Thomas, who's a major champion at the same price. Yeah, his game might not suit the links courses as well. But when it comes down to the crunch on the back nine, if they're both there and thereabouts, I know which players I would want on side, and it wouldn't be Ricky Fowler. So the third lay, and the third player that I'm going to be looking to get against in three ball markets and side markets is Ricky Fowler. So first three so far, we've got Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, and I've even forgot the third, Tommy Fleetwood. How could I forget Tommy? So pick four, controversial one, but the greatest player that's ever played the game, potentially, and I do think he'll definitely get one more major, another Masters for sure, and potentially another US Open at some point in his career is Tiger Woods. Why we're laying Tiger? As the weather forecast comes in and the event gets closer and closer, the winds are picking up, it's looking like it's gonna be wet and it's certainly gonna be cold. And I just don't fancy Tiger in those conditions. Uh, I've followed a bit of the uh, preparation that he's done. Um, spoke to a few people that have been on, on site and the feedback is that he is he's looking a bit tired. He um, he definitely doesn't play in the cold conditions as well as he does in the warm conditions. And we saw that earlier this year at the PGA Championships when the weather was down and he, his game was just slightly off. I don't think his body reacts well to these conditions. 
the travel he only got over here sunday i saw videos of him posts posted on social media where he was getting up in america and adjusting his body clock already so that's the level of detail that tiger does go into he leaves no stone unturned when it comes to major championships hence the reason he's got so many um his background in loving the uh, sas and all those things in terms of his mental approach to the game there'll be no one better at the game and if you've ever watched him in contention the way that he gets into the zone, as they call it in, in professional sports, you'll hear pl many players talk about it. Then, he, you know, he slows his breathing down. He really engages himself in the moment. He doesn't get rushed by things. And he's been there time and time again. So he's got all these uh, traits and assets in, in, in his bag. But I just don't think this week is one for him. I don't think the conditions suit his game. I think he's way too short in the betting. I expect him to be around 20, 25 to one this week. So for me, the fourth player to give a miss this week will be Tiger Woods. The fifth and final selection, again, another player from across the pond. I'm looking to take on a few of the Americans this week, especially the ones that haven't had a preparation event over in the UK. And the fifth and final selection, and he will be popular among many um, why? Because he's travelled and won over in Europe as a, um, earlier this year. Uh, he's, he's ball flight and the way that he plays the game um, tells you that he should be suited to, to Lynx golf and he should be able to handle it. And certainly has the mindset in terms of his course management and his approach to the game, the patience that I think he has as a person, a skills that will in the future hold him. Uh, in good stead when it comes to the Open Championship. But this year, his game is not on point. His game is slightly off. He's still working on things as, as close as two or three weeks ago. Lots of the interviews that he was giving on the PGA Tour and various media outlets following his rounds. He was talking about uh, changes in his game, working on the driver, getting the draw back in, getting these punch shots and controlling his flight um, better. Um, the player in question is Bryson DeChambeau. So the fifth player that I'm going to look to take on, and I believe has got no chance of winning this week because they're out of form. Their game is not where it has been um, previously. I don't feel that this is the type of venue where you can just click back into form. Um, I think ball striking is going to be an absolute premium and ball control this week is going to be absolute paramount if you're going to want to go on and lift the claret jug. So the fifth player that I'm going to look to take on is Bryson DeChambeau. So just to recap for you, the five players that I think have zero chance, zero chance, and the odds should be double what they currently are in the betting markets, are Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, Bryson DeChambeau, and our very own Tommy Fleetwood. So let me know your thoughts, let me know if you agree, let me know if you disagree. If you like some of the insights that have given you there into some of these players and why I won't be choosing them, then please do subscribe, follow, like GingerBets on the social media channels that are out there. So that's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. We're available on all of them. There's a 20-page preview that covers loads of betting insights for the Open Championship available on LinkedIn. If you search Ginger Bets, I'm sure that you will find it. 
Alternatively, get over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Anchor FM where you'll find yesterday's podcast preview where I go through my six picks for the tournament and give you the reasons as to why. Also discuss in that episode some of the uh, key points and the key characteristics that we're looking for in our players this week and what we think it will take to take down and bring home the claret jug for somebody. So thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I'll be back later today with my preview of the three ball selections for day one of the Open Championship from Royal Port Rush. Thank you for listening and have a great week.